You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, I have Brittany Hoffmeister from Companion Care uh, Headquarters. So, uh, Brittany, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Uh, so, Brittany, tell us a little bit about you as a nurse. Sure. So, I began as a nurse about roughly 10 years ago. I first started as a caregiver personally at age 16, so quite some time before that. And um, I first became, uh, I was in school actually to get my bachelor's and then we come from a county in Ohio where we can get our tuition paid for. So I went to a vocational college where I became an LPN first and then I was able to get my RN paid for. So then, um, you know, I started, I moved to Pittsburgh and I didn't really know anybody at the time. And then I started going for my RN here and I actually am an RN dropout because my business started profiting much more than a surgeon. And I just decided to, um, that my business needed me more than the education at the time. And, um, which we can delve more into that on how I, I realized my purpose ongoing, but that was, um, I fell in love with nursing when I was in about 16, I come from a family of doctors and nurses, and then I became an LPN, tried to get that paid for. And then honestly, uh, the business was just doing so well. And I realized that my heart was in caregiving and caring for the gerontological population or geriatrics in general. And, um, yeah, so I actually have not finished my RNBSN and I don't see any need to do that now. And I realized that I'm more of an entrepreneur. Um, I've been in business since I was about five years old with my family. Um, they each own their business, their own businesses, uh, grandparents own their own businesses. So I really had to develop the confidence and the skills to realize what I had seen my entire life. You know, I mean, I was doing payroll and things of that nature since I was about 14 years old, uh, fluent in QuickBooks, those types of things, but I didn't have the degree. So I didn't feel as though I was a business person. And then, you know, the more that I got into school or other jobs, you know, I kept, um, doing like my boss's job for them or boss's boss's job because I like to do it and I could do those things. And I just thought, I just thought people knew those naturally, but I had finally realized my purpose is of course, caring for people, but I wanted to focus on the caregiving side. I really enjoy mentoring and growing people. And I realized that most caregivers, uh, especially the ones that we've hired in the past, you know, they're not always given a fair shot in life. Uh, you know, they need a lot of coaching. Um, it, it's, not necessarily work-related, I would say. I would say it's more so, um, you know, the way they were raised and hands-on and just being available to them emotionally and understanding their mindset. So we really try to mentor them and grow them as we grow our clients in the company. Okay, so uh, you were working as an LPN and you were mm -hmm. in RN school. Is that when the business idea came to you when you were in RN school? Um, actually... Uh, yes, about the same time, you know, I was taking just like one or two classes at a time, um, working on it slowly because uh, my place of employment at the time was paying for the for the education like my plan was going as followed. Um, and then I, you know, the business just started taking off. Um, I started getting requests for people uh, from people asking me to be their private nurse firstly, 
And then, you know, they would say, hey, you're a great leader. You know, you really know how to put teams together. And I honestly waited about two to three more years because I needed to develop the confidence in myself to know that my skills, you know, were where they needed to be in order to run a successful home care company. And um, so, yeah, that was, I was in school whenever I, I decided to leave. Okay. So people were asking you to be their private nurse. Did you have a business at that point? Or were you like, oh, I could make this into a business? Like, how did that come about? Yeah. I mean, that was whenever I was about, I'd see like around 23, 24, they asked me to be their private nurse. And then I finally did. I finally looked into non-medical home care and the laws because as a nurse, you know, that was something that I had a difficult time coming to grips with at first because, you know, the laws are so strict as far as nursing goes in general and facilities and hospitals. Um, it was very interesting to me that it was, you know, like a 13 page regulation versus, uh, you know, so many regulations we have to be, um, or we have to know. I'm still a nurse in Ohio and Pennsylvania at this point. Um, you know, I just keep up my license just in case we would ever need, you know, something or someone to sign off on, but it's mainly, you know, self-taught education. Okay, so, um, you, and at what point did you decide, um, you know, you're going to do this non-medical as opposed to like a regular home care, or are you doing both? Um, no, I'm not doing both. I'm, um, I've been, I've owned companion care for about 10 years, and I now have four locations. I was probably, let's see, I was in my last year of nursing school to be a registered nurse, to become a registered nurse. Um, I was about to start clinicals for the last rotation. And um, I had a friend that had another home care company that, and her mother is bedridden. And, um, you know, the home care company, they were not showing up, they weren't communicating well, um, and they were actually charging more than I made per hour. So I said, you know, she said, can you watch my mom for me? And I said, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So I quit my job. I started watching her mom. I, you know, was essentially a caregiver at that point. And then I just started building my team around me. And, um, you know, we grew by word of mouth, I think for the first few years, and then I really decided to push the pedal and now Cranberry location, our headquarters, we're about 10 years in, give or take. And we now have a location in Boardman, Ohio and Calcutta, Ohio, and newly in March, Delray Beach, Florida. Oh, awesome. Um, okay. You. So you, um, you're, you're working as a caregiver for your friend's mom and they're paying you, mm -hmm. I guess, cash, right? At this point. Um, and you say, Hey, I can do this. Um, so I'm going to, what were kind of like the next steps that you, that you took? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I made sure everything was legal. My fiance is a CPA and my mom has her own tax business. So I've been around that since I was a child. Um, so I knew to make sure that I was a sole proprietor and reporting the taxes, of course, and those things. Um, I had, you know, knowledge from the forms that I've already had or had exposure to, um, you know, so I just created all of my own forms from scratch. I didn't franchise. Um, I first looked into the laws of non-medical home care to move from being a private contractor to an actual business, you know, where I had employees. Um, so we just, you know, looked into the laws, um, established the LLC, got the EIN number. Um, you know, I, I really love social media marketing and I'm really tech savvy. My mom's also, my mom's an accountant, has her MBA. She's a computer teacher. She's the whole nine. She's the real deal. And she's led such a great example for me. Um, so I had a lot of resources as far as checking and asking for references on certain things, especially tax and accounting, you know, as a CEO, you definitely need to make sure you have a, you know, a sound CFO or financial director of some sorts. So okay. That's, that's really how we started. Okay. Um, and how many uh, employees do you have now? 
Now we have 52 at our Cranberry headquarters location. We took a dive. We lost about three fourths of our business during COVID, but we're slowly rebuilding. I would imagine people want you more now than ever, <laughs> you know, after COVID. Yes. If we're, yes. Is this, are we post COVID yet? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we are, but you know, it's only because we've been in the trenches and we've been in office and in person the whole time, you know, um, I feel like as a nurse, you know, the mask is no different. We do that on a daily basis. So the transition with COVID was day I, universal precautions being safe and you know difference between clean and dirty <laughs> right 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 um so what about the the competition i mean because you're you're not the only companion care company out there like what made you one think that you could do better than the competition and two um compete against them sure i think at first that's something that you struggle with especially as a young woman um you know i started my business in my mid-20s um, so, you know, when you're starting a business for geriatrics in your mid twenties, you get a few looks. Do you understand geriatrics? Do you, um, you know, do you understand their way of life, the culture, the generations, those types of things? Um, I think once I, I saw the vision, but I also felt confident in myself that I was on the right path. I think once you step into your why and your passion and your purpose, you feel it and you just go with it. It's that burning desire. Um, as you know, you know, the science behind it. And, um, you know, I just, I said, you know, I don't compare myself to anyone. I know that comparison is the thief of joy. I just said, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. And the more I actually got out there and interviewed other owners and other franchises in general, I knew that we were going to be the best because we have such a great way of tailoring things to our clients. Um, I knew that I wouldn't have to go through five, you know, different steps of the hierarchy through HR in order to get things done. You know, we are the top, we can make changes as they need to be changed. And in nursing, we have to do that. You know, everybody's different. So that's where I really started to develop the confidence and just based on the feedback and things that we were doing versus other companies. And then ongoing, um, you know, still today, I hear different things that we do so much better um, in every category. And that's what I really pride ourselves on is really developing the caregiver. So we put a lot of energy and emphasis on making sure the caregiver has sound skills. They feel comfortable. We work with their schedule. Um, we pay them 66% more on average because like I said, we did not franchise. I started it from scratch. Um, so we have a little extra wiggle room and that goes directly to our caregivers. And um, my fiance and I, we own a lot of different businesses um, besides this one. And what we really focus on is incentivizing our people. We want them to have the absolute best life they could possibly have clients, caregivers alike. So we wanted to create this utopic organization where people were actually appreciated because I'm sure as you know, you know, in the facilities or in the hospitals, um, one of the first things or issues I had was, you know, I always want to be nice to everyone and go the extra mile. And I realized that, you know, we're supposed to be morally and ethically sound, but not everybody was on the same page. You know, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, there was, you know, there was a great teamwork at times, but a lot of times I realized that it wasn't really about the patients or the teamwork. It was about the bottom line financially. So I never wanted those issues to be a problem. So I wrote down the things that I didn't like about any supervisor, boss, facility, anywhere I worked. And I, I made sure that those things were left out of this company. And still today, that's true. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, what I was going to say is that it's, it, you know, especially, well, I mean, you know, especially being in your young 20s, um, you know, to come up and say, you know, one of the things that people 
do is, you, I mean, you want to look at the competition and see who's out there. And they'll sure. say, oh, look, um, I don't know, Bayada's out there and they've got 50 million uh, employees or whatever. And it's that's extremely intimidating. So I love that you weren't intimidated by that. And you said, well, I see you and I'm going to one up you because we're going to really uh, take the issues that still persist to this day and make improvements on them um and and not comparing yourself because uh especially when you're at square one <laughs> <there's> just, <laughs> you'll never do anything <laughs> yes yes exactly i wanted a safe haven a safe landing place for you know all the caregivers that go the extra mile that were mistreated or the nurses you know uh our wages are really competitive so we want to make sure that you know we treat them so great that they and educate them so well that they could leave or go anywhere but they choose to stay with us Right. And then you have a lot of services too. Did you start out with all of these services or how did they come about and how did you choose them? Um, yes, I actually narrowed the services down a, a bit. Um, I wanted to be a one-stop shop. I realized that, you know, there are so many families out there that, you know, they live in different states and their, you know, loved one that's older or an older adult lives at home alone. So we actually do, you know, snowplow removal, estate management, um, you know, lawn maintenance, things of that nature or, you know, just handyman services as far as plumbing electric that, you know, a person with mild dementia is not able to manage and the families are out of state or out of town. Um, so, you know, we did a lot of things like that. We still can do those things, um, but we definitely focus on, you know, bathing, dressing, grooming, uh, pet care. We do provide transportation. Some companies do not. Uh, we did take on the extra liability because I just think it's so needed for the patient to feel comfortable. Um, so our caregivers, you know, they're bonded and insured and, and we make sure that they, we maintain uh, DMV checks and things of that nature to be able to help support the client. I basically looked at it as, you know, my, my loved one, my grandmother, great grandmother, great grandfather, when we hired care for them and all the things we actually needed versus what was a, what other companies were able to provide. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I think that's, that's wonderful. And you're in these three different locations um, or uh, are there, let's see, there's, yeah, there's Pennsylvania, oh, three different states. So, so how did you pick these states? Yeah. So I'm from, originally from Northeastern Ohio. I'm a farm kid, uh, you know, country girl. Uh, we grew up on, you know, farmland and my dad's a third generation dairy farmer or was, um, but then he, he started uh, in business. He has a car dealership and things of that nature. Um, but I started there and then I moved to Pittsburgh, not knowing anybody. And I went down the journey that I previously stated, you know, my plan was to get a job here. The wages were higher and they also were going to pay for my schooling. And what I realized is I lived in a lucrative area where private pay was an option for certain people. Um, so that's why I established my location in Cranberry Township. I fell in love with Pittsburgh. I fell in love with the area. Um, just a beautiful place, great community, uh, so many wonderful people and organizations that help others better themselves and grow. Um, so it's really, I'm, I belong to a lot of different peer groups and it's just a really pl great place to be. Okay, and Florida? And Florida was the fourth location. So Northeastern Ohio, I went back there about five years ago um, in East Liverpool because I'm from Columbiana County, Ohio. And then I went to Boardman, Ohio, um, and partnered with one of my physician friends, Dr. Louis Valino, who's absolutely fantastic, one of the best doctors, uh, great bedside manner. Um, you know, he's infamous in the area. Everybody loves Louis. And um, 
Then uh, Delray Beach, Florida, um, my friend Dominic Pompili owns uh, Votto Physical Therapy in Delray Beach. And he is a kinesiologist that's absolutely fantastic, um, you know, state of the art. He's invented, um, you know, a few different devices that actually uh, decrease healing time of, you know, um, knee surgery, hip and rotator cuff. And so what I did was I partnered with others that cared like I cared and cared like this organization cared um, to be able to reach more patients, to be able to make sure that they had safe, uh, safe options. You know, we have a great vetting process, which I really don't know, um, you know, that others go and take the extra steps that we do. Right. So are you planning on uh, doing more uh, offices in these states or expanding into other states? And is it, I mean, are the state differences, are they pretty, uh, are there a lot of differences in each state? Are there states that you won't go into? Um, yes. Yeah, so right now we're packaging everything up to franchise. Um, the other locations that we, you know, they were really close family friends that I've trusted and known my, my entire life. So we wanted to make sure that we partnered with them a different way but now we are packaging it up to franchise. So there's no state that I wouldn't go into. I've reviewed all the uh, laws, regulations and everything's pretty cut and dry. I started in one of the most difficult states, Pennsylvania. So I honestly thought it was going to be just as, it's not that difficult, but it's more difficult than the other states I should say. Um, so, you know, I, but the checks and balances they have in Pennsylvania do, I do see that it is necessary um, to weed people out so that, you know, that this is, that safety is not a concern with hiring people. In Ohio, there wasn't a license. In Florida, there wasn't a license. There are extra steps, of course, you need to take if you're involved with Medicaid, um, you know, or waiver programs. But I thought that that was really interesting. So PA definitely made me jump through hoops at the beginning. And I'm really glad that they did because it's been pretty much a breeze in every other state after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So do you, are you able to take Medicaid contracts? Um, we will here shortly. We started with private pay and long-term care insurance only, and we are actually in the process of being credentialed in all three states right now. Okay. Uh, would you be able to do Medicare as well, or is that off the table? Um, yes, I'd love to be able to do any and all. Um, I also am really excited about workers' comp, and, and more specifically, I'm very excited about working with the VA, Veterans Affairs, because we have so many vets that need help. And this last year, well, I guess I lost a year because of COVID. So let me go back to 2020, um, but they're right before 2020. I actually saw veterans receiving non-medical home care hours that were paid for by the VA, which I'd never seen before. So I'm really excited to work with the VA to be able to offer that support to our patriots and veterans. Yeah, and how does something like that happen? Do you have to contact somebody at the VA or you just start taking their insurance or what is it, TRICARE or some kind of like VA insurance? Yeah, well, you know, there are credentialing companies out there too. So I honestly, at the level that I'm at right now with so many employees in so many locations, um, I, I delegate everything. So I hired a team of lawyers that were, they focus on credentialing and it's not, it's pretty inexpensive. It's anywhere from $500 to $1,000 per location. And they'll make sure that you're credentialed and all those things. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, so what is kind of like the, um, I, I guess the five-year vision for this? Where is this going and what do you um, hope to see and and uh, what, what will this look like in five years? 
Yeah, in five years. So right now, like I said, we're in three different states and we have four locations. So right now we are packaging franchise or we're packaging companion care, home care up for franchising. In five years, I'd love to have multiple locations in other states. My focus is going to be on nurses. I would love for nurses to own their own home care company. Um, I think that nurses are undervalued, you know, similar to other service people like teachers, et cetera, but caregivers and nurses especially are undervalued. And I'd love to empower them and show them the pathway to essentially own their own home care company to have that financial freedom. Um, also that extra medical touch with a non-medical home care company. It really makes a difference because a lot of owners out there own these, they're business guys, which no offense. I love my business guys out there. <laughs> I love that they're doing it, but they have to hire a nurse. And so I feel that I would love to empower women. I'd love to empower nurses. You know, of course I'm not uh, partial to either one, but I just have a soft spot in my heart for um, women, nurses, single moms, especially to be able to empower them to own their own and coach them. Um, so right now what we're doing is I can't share too much about it because we do have some unique features that, you know, we'll have to let the franchisees know, um, but we're working on, we'll do this scheduling entirely for you. So then that way you're just meeting with clients, interviewing and those sorts of things. And then that way at our headquarters, we're doing all the logistics scheduling for each state. Oh yeah. That, that's going to be huge because, oh my gosh, <laughs> my sister's working with a, <laughs> a, a home care agency now and she's at the scheduling piece of that is just like, uh, it could be a nightmare. <laughs> so it, it really, it really can. And you know, there, it's an art form because you have to pair people based on personality, skill set, but you know, the, the whole nine. Um, but the, that, that's what I said. I said, okay, what are the most difficult parts of this job? That's what we need to take. And that's what we need to manage for them in order for them to succeed. I feel. And right. um, so that's, so that's our vision about five years. So I, I can't wait to have, you know, company retreats and, um, you know, huge convention center meetings with everybody where women feel empowered, men feel empowered, our caregivers feel like they're appreciated, loved, supported. My number one focus is positive work culture. I really want to encourage people. I really want to let, allow them to stretch their legs and be all they can be, so to speak. Um, we'll give them every opportunity to be able to have a voice. I love it. Um, all right, Brittany, so where can people find you? And is there some sort of wait list for this? Because it sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. So uh, our website is www.companioncarehc.com. And my personal email is Brittany at companioncarehc.com. Um, anyone can call us anytime at our headquarters, 412-376-7636. And if anyone's interested in franchising, just give us a call, shoot us an email, let us know why we should choose you. And we'd love to work together. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. This has been a pleasure.